Gemara towards the bottom of Daftes Vav Amid Beis, last word on the line where it says Ihochi. So the Gemara here had two pshatim in the Mishnah. We have the Chiddush of Rab that you could burn Truma, which is Tahir Chametz, together with Truma, which is Tamei Chametz, on Erev Pesach. The two opinions were where did Rab learn this out from? One opinion is he learned it out from Rab Chanina's Gana Kainim and Rab Akiva. And how did he learn it out from them? Because the pshat and what Rab said was. He was also speaking about burning Trume, which was Tomei Minateire, and Trume, which was Toher Minateire, and only Tomei Midrabonon. And he said you can burn the two together. The same thing also with Chometz, if it's in the time where it's only Osem Midrabonon, even though it's only Osem Midrabonon, you can burn it together with the Trume, which is uh, Tomei. Okay, so that's one opinion. Another opinion of here in the Gemara was, that he learned it out from Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua said when you had a barrel of uh, trume and it was dripping down into a place of chulun and it's going to become Tomei, because it's eventually going to become Tomei, you're allowed to be metamed biyadayin. Because it's anyways going to become Tomei. The same thing over here, the Chometz out of Pesach, which is in a time where it's anyways going to become Asr, so therefore you're allowed to already burn it and make it Tomei, because it's anyways in a time that it's going to become Asr. So now the Gemara is going to focus on the first pshat that I just mentioned, and explain what the argument between Rab Meir and Rab Yaisi was. Rab Yaisi argued with Rab Meir about this, and the Lashon of the Mishnah, that it says after Rab Meir says his opinion. What's the meaning of the Mishnah when it says Maida? Before we come to Rab Yaisi, but the Gemara asks in the Mishnah, it brings the Machlaikas of Rab Meir and Rab Yaisi, and then it says, Rab Liyazah and Rab Yeshua are Maida, that you have to burn the Trumah Tmeya separately and the Trumah Tahaira separately. But according to this pshat, where does the Maida come in here? Who was ever speaking about Rabbi Yeshua? The other pshat said, Rabbi Meir learned from Rabbi Yeshua. So then it says, no, Rabbi Yaisi is saying, Rabbi Yeshua is Maida, that you can't burn them together. But according to the pshat that we're saying now, Rabbi Yechanan and the other other that said this pshat, that has nothing to do with Rabbi Yeshua, so why is the Mishnah mentioning Maida Rabbi Yeshua? And says the Gemara, This is what Rabbi Yaisi is telling Rabbi Meir. The Mekel, even Rabbi Shua, that we know that he was Mekel regarding Truma, that anyway is going to become Tome. So therefore, you're allowed to make it Tome be a daim. But when it comes to actually burning them together, he's only Mekel if it's Safik Truma, Safik Tome by Truma, and Truma, which is for sure Tome. But if you have Truma, which is Tore, and Truma, which is Tome, that even Rabbi Yaisi is made that you can't burn together. The Gemara pointed out before, only reason Rabbi Yeshua allowed to be metamet Truma, which is eventually going to become Tomei, is because of the Hefzid Merubah. There was Chulun. It was going to go into another barrel of wine of Chulun, and there was an issue of a Hefzid Merubah. There he was matter such a thing. In a case where there's no Hefzid Merubah, he was only Mekel to take Suffolk Tomei of Truma, with Truma that's for sure Tomei, and burn them together. But Stam to take Toy de Getruma and with Tommy de Getruma, even if it's Chametz and you're going to be burning it now and eventually it's going to become Asr, it's still not allowed. Okay, so that explains why he brought in over here Rabbi Shua. He took it up, Rabbi Meir didn't bring his source from Rabbi Shua, but Rabbi Yeshua was answering. Even Rabbi Shua that was Makel regarding this, even he is Maida that in such a case you're not allowed to burn it together. Now the Gemara is going to explain. Why did Rabbi Yaisi not agree to what Rabbi Meir said when he learned it out from Rabbi Hanina? If the pshat that we said before is true, 
Why is Rabbi Yaisi telling Rabbi Meir that you can't learn it out from what Rabbi Hanina's Gana Kayanim said? Mido midahi. It's the exact same thing. It's mamish identical. Why is it identical? Rabbi Hanina's Gana Kayanim was talking about Truma, which is Tommy Midra Banan, to burn it together with Truma, which is Tommy Minatera. Here as well, we're talking about Truma, which is awesome Midra Banan, and we're burning it together with Truma, which is uh, Tommy. It's the same, Amish, the same Indian. And Rashi points out, I mentioned yesterday, that Rabbi Yaisi also agrees to the fact that we compare Isser to Tuma. How do we know? Because if it would be the seventh hour when it's awesome and Atayra, Rabbi Yaisi would agree that you could burn it together. Rabbi Yaisi is only arguing in the sixth hour. So if you hold that Isser and Tuma is the same thing, so an Isser med Rabbanon and an Isser or a Tuma med Rabbanon should be enough of a reason that you're allowed to make it Tome together with the Truma Tmeya. Says the Gemara. So here, the Gemara will start a new Indian getting into the subject of Mashkin, the Tumah of Mashkin. Here, what we're talking about is, what Abchanin is Gana Kain, was talking about meat from the Karbanis that got Tomei from liquids. And this Mashkin, how did this Mashkin itself become Tomei? It became Tomei from a Sheretz that made it Tomei. And now the question is, this Mashkin that becomes Tomei, is this Mashkin Tomei Menateire, or Tomei Midrabanon? And here we see a fundamental machlaikis regarding all Mashkin, whether it's Tomei Menateire, or it's Tomei Midrabanon. And even if it is Tomei Menateire, is it Metame other things Menateire, or it's only Metame other things Midrabanon? So let's see. Oz, the Rab Meyer Rab follows his opinion about this matter, and Rab Yeisel and Rab follows his opinion on this matter. Rab Meir, Rab Meir's opinion is the Omar Tumas Mashkin Latame Yacherim de Rabbanon. Mashkin, even if it could become itself Tomei, but it doesn't have a Kayach to transmit Tumma Minatayre. That's only with the Rabbanon. Rab Yesi Latame, Rab Yesi follows his opinion, the Omar Tumas Mashkin Latame Yacherim de Raisa. The Tumma of Mashkin, not only does it become itself Tomei, but also to transmit Tumma to other foods is also Minatayre. So that's the Machlekes over here. Rab Hanin is Gana Kain, and when he was talking about the Basa that became Tomei, this Basa became Tomei, how? Through Mashkin. And the question is, was it Tomei Menateire or Tomei Medrabanon? Rab Meir learned it was only Tomei Medrabanon, and you're burning it together with other Basa that was Tomei Menateire. So therefore, this is a perfect source for the idea that you could burn Chomet, which is Asa Medrabanon, together with Trumat Meir. Rab Yaisi held no, Rab Hanin is Gana Kain, was talking about a um, basa that became Tomei through the Mashkin, but the Mashkin is Metame Menateire. So that basa was already Tomei Menateire, so you can't learn out anything from there regarding the Chomet, which is only Yasem Medrabana. And here the Gemara brings the source where you find this Machlaikis, and the next Hemshech of the Gemara here for a while is going to be all about this subject of the Mashkin. So we learned Nabraisem, Avyeisil Tomei, the Omar, Tumas Mashkin, Tamachem, the Raisa, the Tanya, we learned Nabraisem. Suffolk Mashkin Litome. You have a case of Suffolk Mashkin. So regarding being Tome itself, in other words, you have a case where there's a Suffolk, if somebody touched this Mashkin or not. So Machloik is here of Rashi and Taisus exactly what the case is of how there's a Suffolk regarding this Mashkin. But either way, the point is, you have Mashkin and there's a Suffolk if it became Tome or not. So Litome, to be Tome itself, Tome. It is Tome. The reason is because this is a Suffolk Minatayra, and it's also in a Rishus HaYachid, and the Yud Klal is, the Suffolk Tumman Rishus HaYachid, it's Tameh. So therefore, for itself, it's going to be Tameh. The Tameh Acherim, if you have Mashkin, and now your Suffolk is, whether this Mashkin touched something else. That's how Rashi explains here, the Pshad over here. So you had the 
whatever, whatever way, the mashka that you had, you have a doubt whether this mashka came in contact with something else. That's your suffix. So over here, toher. This kind of suffix will be toher. Why? Because it's a suffix midrabbanon. Minatayre, mashkin is not metame anything else. So this suffix is a suffix midrabbanon and therefore it's toher. Divrei Rabmeir. So here you see Rabmeir's shitta that mashkin to be tommy for itself is tommy minatayre, but to be metame other things is only tommy midrabbanon. This whole thing is based on a Pasik, which the Gemara is going to quote soon, where the Pasik says, and then it says, it's, if you see, look here at the side of this Gemara, some Gemara, it has a Pasik over here in Ois Beis. So, so it clearly says that Mashka Yitma becomes Tomei. So Rabbi Meir learns from that pasuk you see yitma that the mashke itself becomes tamei, but it's not tamei to be metama others. Rabbi Laza also followed like Rabbi Meir's opinion. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says no, lekayel tamei. The mashkin makes is, is tamei for itself, and it also makes other things tamei. He reads the pasuk that I just mentioned, not yitma but yitame. You read it yitame that the mashkin could be metama other things. They say, The mashkin is tummy for itself, and also tummy to be metama other things. When it's food, the mashkin minatayre can be metama foods. But to be metama kalim, that mashkin can't be metama minatayre. And this is also learned out from Sukkim. We'll see later over here in the Patek where we learn this out from, why we make this distinction between kalim and oichlen. So over here you see Rabbi Yaisi's opinion that to be metama others, it's metame minatayre. It's metame oichlen minatayre. And that was the way Rabbi Yaisi understood our Mishnah that we're talking about the truma that became tame, or the, the basar actually. The basar of the karbonet that became tame from mashkin and it's tame minatayre. Now the Gemara uh, focuses in on one detail that it said in this braise that Rabbi Lazar agreed to Rabbi Meir that the mashkin itself is tame minatayre but it can't be metame other things minatayre. Does Rabbi Laza b'chlal hold that mashkin is becomes tummy at all? Does any tummy that it has, not even for others, for itself, does mashkin b'chlal become tummy minatayre? Tanya, we learned in Abraise, Rabbi Laza oimer, ain't tummy la mashkin kol ikke. There's no tummy minatayre for mashkin at all. And I'll prove it to you. Teida Shareheid Yosef ben Yehezer Ish Tzreida Yosef ben Yehezer testified about two halachas. One was al ayel kamta. It's a kind of grasshopper docking that this grasshopper is tohir and it's kosher to eat. Another thing he said was al mashkin based mitbachaya and that the liquids that are found in the slaughterhouse in the base of mikdash docking that it's tohir that it doesn't make the karbanis tummy. And the reason is because there's no iser of mashkin. There's no tumah that is for mashkin minatayre bechlal. So you see that Rabbi Loza holds there is bechlal no tumah of mashkin, and the whole tumah that we have for mashkin is all exerim the rabbanon, and therefore in the base of mikdash, the chachamim didn't want that the uh, kachim should become tamei, so they didn't apply their exerim in the base of mikdash. If it would have been tamei minatayre, the chachamim couldn't suspend this uh, tumah in the base of mikdash, but it's only tamei the rabbanon. So in the base of mikdash, they didn't uh, apply this uh, exerim of theirs. So we see Avera Belaza doesn't agree to Rab Meir. And says the Gemara, and the Gemara explains, Ha Niche Le Shmuel. It would be understood according to Shmuel, the Omar. What is Shmuel opinion, Shmuel's opinion about this? When he brought over here, when he quoted from Rabbi, from Yosef, what he was saying is that the Mashkin, 
that are there in the Beis Hamikdash, they're tahir, they can't be metama other things. If it touches the karbanis, the, the basar, or whatever it is, it won't be metama anything else. But Tumas Abel, Tumas Atzman, Yeshlehen, but the Mashkin are tummy for itself. So Shapir. So then it, it, it fits perfectly. Rabbi Laz is saying exactly what Rabbi Meir said that Mashkin is tummy for itself, and it's not tummy to be metama other things, Matayra. But according to Rav that says that the mashkin is completely tar, there's no tomb of mashkin. So how are we saying that Rabbi Loza agreed to Rav Meir? Says the Gemara, we're going to have to say according to Rav, he only agrees to Rav Meir on one point. The fact that mashkin is not metame other things, and that Rav Meir held as well. And he disagrees with Rav Meir that says that the mashkin is tommy for itself, and Rav Loza holds no, that the mashkin is not even tommy for itself, either. So he only agrees to Rav Meir on one point. But that, that's, that's not what Rav Loza said. The Lashon that it says here in the Braise, the second line from the top, Rav Loza, he agrees to Rav Meir. What does Kedvarav mean? It uses a plural term, the nefishi, the two, the both points that Rav Meir said, that mashkin is tummy for itself, and that it's tired to be metam others. He, he agrees to both points. Another question is, the Mishnah uses the term, Rav Loza said the same thing as Rav Meir. So how could you say that he only agrees to him on one point? Kashia. So this is something that remains a question according to Rav. There is a question that Achreinim asked based on this Gemara in connection to the Nes Chanukah. The Nes of Chanukah when he gave it to the Shemen that was Tommy in the Beis Mikdash. The whole miracle was that they were able to find the oil that was tired and it burned for eight days. According to what it says over here, Mashkin Bebeis Mitbachaya. When you have liquids, so liquids Bechlal becomes Tommy Midrabanon, but in the Beis HaMikdash, Chachamim didn't apply the Gzeda. So any mashkin in the Shemen that the Yuvonim were metame in the Beis HaMikdash never became Tami Bechlal, because it's in the slaughterhouse and the place in the Beis HaMikdash. So why did the Bechlal need a miracle to have fine Shemen toy? It's a famous question of Reinem Ask, and it's the game more to, we'll see it in the continuation and the tomorrow's over there in the Gemara Daf Yudzayin. I'll explain then the answer to this question. Meanwhile, let's continue in the Gemara. Here the Gemara brings up this Machlekes itself and goes through the details of the Machlekes regarding Mashkin. Gufa Rav Rav said, Dochen, when he brought, when he testified, that it was Tohir, that the Mashkin was Tohir in the base of Mikdash. Dochen Mamash, he meant to say that Min there is no Tumah for Mashkin. Not even for itself. Shmuel Amashmuel said, Dochen Milatame Tumas Achedim. That it's only Tohir, that it can't transmit Tumah to others, but not for itself. Abel Tumas Atzman Yashlan. Rav Amadochim Mamish, Rav holds that it's, tom, it's totally Tahir Kosova, Tumas Mashkin, the Rabbanon. Rav's opinion is the entire concept of Tumah regarding Mashkin is all a Gzeirim of the Rabbanon. The Chigazir Rabbanon, the Mashkin Dalm, Chacham's Gzeir only applies to Mashkin in any other place. Or the Mashkin basement for Chaya, they didn't want that Kachim should become Tommy easily, and there's always blood there and could be liquids there, so therefore over here they didn't apply their Gzeir. Shmuel Amashmuel says, that it's only Tahir, that it can't transmit Tumit to others. Aval Tumis Atzman Yeshlen. The Tumit for itself it does have. Kesava, he holds Tumis Mashkin Atzman Dair Aisa. That the Tumit of Mashkin for itself is Minatayra. The Tami Achayrim de Rabbanon. To be with Tami others, it's only with Rabbanon. The Chigaz Rabbanon, the Mashkin de Alme. Chachamim made their Xayre only in other, all other Mashkin. But the Mashkin based with Pachaya, the Mashkin that's in the base of Mikdosh, Loi Gaza. They did not make the Xayre. 
Chachamim were not geyser only regarding being mitama others. The tumah of their own for themselves, that it has even in Atayra. That's Shmuel's opinion. As I mentioned before, they're arguing about the Lashon of the Pasik, Yitma, Yitame. As we'll see over here, the, well, actually the Machlekes of Yitma, Yitame is going to get to whether it's Tommy for itself or Tommy for others. The Gemara is soon going to explain how Rav learned the Pshat in this Pasik. There's a Befeirish Pasik, Bechol Mashka, Shishasa, Bechol Kli, Yitma. How could Rav say that Mashkin is not Tommy, Bechol Menatayra? So Rav has a different Pshat in that Pasik, as we'll see. But before that, the Gemara asks, Amalera, Bona Bachir, and Alebrei, Ki Ailus, Lekameder of Pape. So he told his son, when you go to Rav Pape, Rami Lei, ask him the following question. How could Shmuel say that Mashkin is Tommy Menatayda for itself? But it won't be Metame, any of the other meat from the Karbanis, from the Kachim. How could you say such a thing? If it's Tommy for itself, then you should apply here what it says, Befedish in the Pasik, which means any basar of kachim that touches any tome, it becomes tome. So if this mashkin is tome for itself, so whatever touches it should become tome. That's what the Pasik says. Bachal tome. If you touch anything which is tome, you become tome. So if the mashkin is tome, automatically it should transmit tome. That's what this Pasik says. And says the Gemara, no, I have a proof for you that that's not necessarily the case. I'll show you an example. You have something which is Tommy for itself and it doesn't transmit Tumah to something else. The, the last level of Tumah by Kachim, the fourth level of Trivi Bakaydesh. So over there it's Tommy for itself, but if anything of uh, Kachim touches it, there's no level of Hamishi by Tumah. So you see that there is such a thing. Same thing with Mashkin. It could be Tommy for itself, but it's not Matam anything else that touches it. Maskef Loravashi. No, how could you compare? That's not a source. Revi Bakaydesh loy ikri tome. The halacha Revi Bakaydesh, there's no posik where it says that it's tome. It's learned out from a kavachaymer, but the tayra itself never calls it tome. So that, therefore, over there, it doesn't transmit tome. But over here, when, when we talk about mashkin, hi, the mashkin ikri tome. The tayra calls mashkin itself tome. Yitma. So if so, you should apply what it says in the Pasuk, that it should be metama others. So Kashi, this remains a question on Shmuel. So before we had an unanswered question according to Rav, and now we have an unresolved question according to Shmuel. Now the Gemara is going to ask many questions here on Rav's opinion. How could Rav say such a Chiddush that regarding Mashkin there is no Tumah B'chalal Menatayra? There are many different sources where it seems to be that there is a Tumah of Mashkin Menatayra. And first is the most simple basic source, the Pasuk that we're talking about. Yitma. The mashkin becomes tame. So you clearly see that there's a tumma for mashkin. That's the Gemara. Rav interprets this Pasuk differently. Ma yitma hichshim. Yitma over here does not mean that it becomes tame. Yitma over here means that mashkin will cause other foods to become susceptible to tumma. As we've learned before, in order for any foods to be susceptible to tumma, you have to have one of the seven liquids that made it wet. And only then could it become tame. So over here, what the Pasuk is saying is that uh, the, the Mashkin, that's an Akeli, will make it tome, meaning it will make other foods susceptible to tome. That's what it's talking about. As the Gemara, that's not what this Pasik is teaching me. That's what it says in the beginning of this Pasik. What does it say in the Pasik there? That water makes it wet and becomes susceptible to tumma. That's not the second part of the Pasik. 
Answers the Gemara, no, I, I need both parts of the Pasuk to teach me two details about this. Chad Betlushin. The second half of the Pasuk is teaching me about Mashke that was removed from its source in the ground. And Vachad B'Mechubadim. And the first half of the Pasuk is talking about Mashke that comes in contact with foods when it's still in its source in the ground. Why do I need two Pasuk? And what difference does it make if it's in the source in the ground or not? Utsrichi, I need both of them. If it would let me know that mashkin that's already separated when you take it out of its source, that that could cause food to become susceptible. You took it out, you put it in a keli, you made it significant, you're using it. Maybe then this water has a chshivas that it makes things susceptible to tumah. Maybe if it's still in its source in the ground, it doesn't have that same attention, that same chshivas, so therefore it does not make food susceptible to tumah. On the other hand, I would say the opposite as well. There's a swara to say that if it would only say when it's still in its source, because it's in its source where it always is, maybe that's more of a it's more of a significance that it's in its place. But when you separated it, you took it away from its source, maybe there that mashkin does not have the same chshivis to make food susceptible to tumah. So I need two psukim to teach me that mashkin makes food susceptible to tumah. That's the chat and the Pasik according to Rav. Another Pasik, Toshima, the Pasik says, Achmayan, Oboyer, Mikvemayan. Only when I know both Lushin and Mukhabarim. The Chiddush is, there's two parts of the Pasik, and the Pasik is teaching me both Lushin and Mukhabarim that it makes things susceptible to Tomah. No, we pass we Paskin. We'll see the Gemara's going to talk about this moon. Right. Right. Mayan, the Toshima, there's another Braisa that says, another Pasik actually. Ach Mayon, Uboyer, Mikve Mayim, Yiatoyer. That's the, uh, a wellspring or a mikveh of water from rainwater. That is Toher. So now the Gemara understands the Pshad of this Pasik that is telling you that this water, which is in its source in a spring or in a mikveh water, that's Toher. But other water, which is not in its source in the spring or in a mikveh, that water becomes tameh. So I see that mashkin does become tameh. Says the Gemara, no, that's not the meaning of this pasik. When it says there, it'll be toher, it's not talking about the water itself. It's talking about mitum osoi, a person that comes to table in a mikveh. And the pasik's telling you, you table in a mikveh, you become toher from your tumen. But it's not talking about the status of the water itself. Going back to the point that we mentioned before, that when it comes to water, whether water is in its source in the ground, it makes food susceptible to tumma. Whether food, whether the water was separated from its source, it also makes the food susceptible to tumma. Is this true? But tulushin, water, once it's separated from its source, mi machshirin, does it make it susceptible? Does it make food susceptible to tumma? And that is menatayre, midrabanon, for sure, even if it's tulushin. It makes the food susceptible to tumah. The question is, but is it true even in Atayra? The mashkin that's in the slaughterhouse in the base of Mikdash, not only are they tahoir, as we mentioned before, they don't even make the, the other things that it comes in contact with susceptible to tumah. Why not? Because it became separated from its source. And this is, by the way, this is only a concept in the gate to water. When you get to the other seven mashkin, or the other six mashkin, this doesn't apply. Only by the water, the Gemara here now has a swara to say that only if it has the significance that it's in its source, then it makes other things susceptible to Tumen. But not, not if it's separated from its source, like we see over here in the Beis HaMikdash. Says the Gemara, no, from there it's not a raya. Tirgema al-dam. That's referring specifically to blood, which is also one of the seven mashkin. 
We learn out regarding blood as follows, that the blood of Kotshim, specifically the blood of Kotshim, is not machsha anything for becoming Tomei. Why? The blood by Kotshim does not make things susceptible to Tomei. And then because the Pasuk says, regarding blood, when it compares it to water, You're not allowed to eat the blood, you have to spill it on the ground like water. And therefore we say as follows, why does it say you spill it on the ground like water? Any blood that you spill on the ground like water, that's a kind of blood that will make things susceptible to Tumah. But if it's blood that you don't spill on the floor like water, that ain't a machshe. doesn't make other things susceptible to water. What is this? This refers to the blood that's by the carbonate, that you have to be makabal and akeli and do the zrik on it. So the dam in the Beis Hamikdash is not the regular dam over there. It's different, and that's why it's not machshe for tumah. But you can't bring any raya over there. But again, to mayim, which are tlushim. Ask if Lord Rashmol Barami, Rashmol Barami asked on this. Haridam hatamtzis, the blood which is called dam hatamtzis. The word tamtzis means you squeeze it out. The Gemara is going to explain that there are two different bloods that come out of the animal when you shecht it. There's the blood which is called dam hanefesh. When you shech the animal and the blood comes out, as that blood comes out is when the life of the animal is, comes out with it. That's the blood that comes out in the beginning and that's the blood that you have to be makabal in a keili and do the zrika with it. And then there's the dama tamtis after the, the animal is dead already. There's the blood that you can continue squeezing out. That blood is not dama nefesh and you don't do the zrika with that bachlau. So the dama tamtis, the nishpach kamayim, you, don't, you can't do the zrika of the carbon with it. And Rashi brings the pasik, you learn out that it has to be dafka the Dhamma Nefesh. That's what's uh, sprinkled on the Mizbeach. So that blood is Nishpach Kamaim, it is like water, Veina Maksha. And it still does not make anything susceptible to Tumma. So I see it has nothing to do with the fact that it's not Nishpach Kamaim. And so the Gemara Rabzeire says, Rabzeire, Hanach Ladam Hatamtsis. Damatamtsis, this blood that you squeeze out later, that has a different completely status. It's not similar to the Dam Hanefesh. Even with the Rabbanon, even regarding Chulen, there's no issue that it doesn't make anything susceptible to Tumat. And Kibla Minei Rav Shmuel Barami, Rav Shmuel Barami accepted this answer, and the Gemariya brings the source for this, where we see that the Dama Tamtis is in a different level, and it's not the same like the regular blood that comes out when the animal is dying. Don't eat blood, and how does it describe blood? Ki adamu nefesh. Dam is the nefesh, is the life of the of the person or of the animal. Dam sha nefesh yaitzeboi kari dam. That blood that comes out, and that's when the animal is dying. That is the dam that is like mashkin, like water that makes things susceptible to tumah. Dam sha nefesh yaitzeboi kari dam. Dam sha ena nefesh yaitzeboi ena kari dam. But the dam that's squeezed out later, that's a different status of dam. And over there, that's not part of the Zion Mashkin regarding this halacha to make things susceptible to tum. And not only the Beis Hamikdash, even with the Rabbana, even for Chulin, that's a different kind of a dam. So that is no question from that at all. Okay, the Gemara now comes back to Rav's opinion. What did Rav say? There's no Tumah of Mashkin Menatayra. So the Gemara here brings a few questions on this from different places where we see clearly that there is a Tumah even regarding Mashkin. Toshima says in Abraisa. Dam shenitma, the blood of a carbon that became tame. The zarka b'shegig, and he used it, and he did the zrika with it, even after it was tame, it was dam b'shegig. Hurza, so it was, it's machaper. B'meizid, if he sprinkled it b'meizid, loy hurza. Then it's not machaper. So Rashi here explains, and we'll see in the continuation of the Gemara, this is all based on an interesting concept, which is the tzitz. The tzitz, 
was meratza for all karbonis, meaning if you had blood that became, or, or parts of the karbonis that became tome in the base of mikdash, so even though, if it becomes tome, you can't uh, sprinkle it and you can't use, bring the carbon that's tome this way, but if you did, once you sprinkle it, the tzitz is meratza that the carbon should be accepted. So here, the dam became tome, and they did the with it. So this uh, Braise is, is saying that there's a distinction if it was done b'meizid or it was done b'shoigig. And Rashi explains the only difference is regarding the ability of the kayanim to eat from the meat of these karbonas. Regarding the etzim carbon itself, that it was mechaper for the, for the owner that brought the carbon, the tzitz was meratza and the carbon is accepted. But the point that the Gemara is bringing from this is very simple. I see right up here that dam becomes tome, even though it's mashkin. How does it become tome according to Rav? Answers the Gemara and Midrabanan. Minatayra does not tome, it only becomes tome Midrabanan. Udiloi Krabyesi Benyazer ish Tsreda or Rabyesif. Not like what we said before, that Yasef testified that there's a Gzaid Midrabanan on Mashkin and Chacham did not apply their Gzaid in the base of Mikdash. This Braisa holds that it's Tommy Midrabanan, and they did apply it in the base of Mikdash as well. So it's not a contradiction to Rav's opinion that Minatayra is no Tome. Toshama, another case, also talking about the same subject. Alma tzitz meratza. What does the tzitz come and uh, make the carbon accepted? Al adam, balabosa, balachelev, shenitma. You have any parts of the carbonis that became tome, bein b'shegig, bein b'mezid, bein b'ainis, bein b'rotzim, bein b'yochid, bein b'tzibur. In any of these scenarios that it became tome, the dam is meratza. So now... In this b'raise, it seems to say different than in the previous b'raise, before it made a distinction between shegig and mezid. Here it's saying that shegig and mezid is the same. Rashi says, later in the Masechta, the Gemara talks about this. Another thing Rashi points out, it says over here, uh, mezid and rotzen, mezid and rotzen, Rashi says, is the exact same thing. Shegig and oinus is not the same thing. Shegig is when you do something inadvertently, or you didn't know, made a mistake about something. Oinus is when you're doing something by force. Mezid and Rotzen is the same thing. It only says the Lashon of Mezid and Rotzen because it says Shegig, so it says Mezid, it says Oynes, it says Rotzen. But the point is that over here I see again that the Dam could become Tommy, even though it's liquids. And the gives the same answer, Midrabanon. That's only Midrabanon. Not like he said, that because it's only Midrabanon, they didn't apply it in the Beis HaMikdash. This Braisa holds that they did apply the Tum of Mashkin in the Beis HaMikdash. Toshima, another case in the same thing, same subject. Venosa, here's the source where the Braise explains this Indian. Venosa, Aranes Avena Kotchim, that Adam wears the tzitz. And this forgives for an Aveda by Kotchim. What are we talking about? Which Aveda does the tzitz forgive for and make the carbon acceptable? Im Oven Pigol, is it the Aveda of Pigol? What's Pigol? Pigles, when a person has a machshave, while he's, going to, he's bringing the carbon, while he's shechting the carbon, that he's going to eat the carbon shaloi bim kaima, outside of the base of Mikdash. That makes it pigle. The kaim. Ah, the kaim. It already says, lo that the Ebesha does not accept that. So you can't say that the tzitz will be meratza, that it would be accepted. In of a noisar, are we talking about the Aveda of noisar? And Rashi explains, we're not talking about noisar after the fact, once the basar is already left over, but we're talking about the machshavet to eat it, shaloi bismanet. You shechted it with that thought. So it makes the carbon puzzle. The pasuk says, lo yachashiv, that no, the carbon is not accepted. So the tzitz is not going to be meratza for that. In a noisar, so what does the tzitz work for? That it be the yeve, the carbon should be accepted. Elo oven tumah. It refers to the oven of Tumeh, and we find a certain leniency regarding 
tuma that when you have a carbon symbol, so even with tuma it's brought. A carbon symbol is deicha Shabbos and it's deicha tumah. So regarding a carbon, uh, regarding tumah, that's what it sits is meratzah that you can bring the the carbon and it's going to be the evid if you brought the carbon that is it's going to be uh, accepted. So my love, don't you think that this concept that it sits is meratzah regarding what is it referring to? Tumas dam that the dam became tome, the dam becomes tome. That's the main thing, the main part of the carbon where you sprinkle it on the mizbeach to be meratzah, and that's what the tzitz works for, that it should be accepted. So again, I see that the dam, the mashkin of the dam, becomes tome even in, in the base of mikdash, not like rav. That's the gemara, on my rav, a papa, says rav papa, no, loy tumas kmatzim. It's not referring to the dam. It's referring to the kaimets of a carbon mincha, which you take off apart, and you uh, put it on the Mizbeach, which is similar to the Dam, just like the Dam is for the uh, Karbanis, for the Behemis, you have the Kmitza that's done also for the Karban Mincha. And if that became Tomei, the Tzitz will be Meratzah. That's what it's referring to. Rashi Avir says, for the same price, the Gemara could have answered, that it's referring also to Basar and other things that the Tzitz is Meratzah for, not for uh, the Dam, which is Mashkin. But Rashi explains that there's other opinions that that Pshat wouldn't fit with, therefore the Gemara gives this answer.